Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. All right, thanks for tuning in tonight. It's 7.06. Great to talk to you in the first hour. Oilers looking good. Nine or 11 games now. My goodness, I lost count. 11 games over 500, and I know uh, some of you debate the legitimacy of 500 in the NHL, but still 26, 15, and 8 up there with San Jose and Anaheim in the Pacific Division. My name is Reed Wilkins, and I'm pleased to welcome back to the show Canadian Football Hall of Famer, two-time Great Cup champion, including once with your Edmonton Eskimos, Mookie Mitchell. Mookie, how's it going? It's great, it's great. It's great to see you again, buddy. How was, uh, how was your Christmas and all that fun stuff? Well, Christmas was great. New Year's was great. Um, Sunday was bad watching the Patriots win again. Being a Miami fan, uh, I got to watch Tom Brady in another Super Bowl. That's not great. So you're big. You're from Miami, and you're, so you're a big Dolphins fan. Big, huge Dolphin fan. So do you? Uh, do you, you must appreciate the Patriots, though. You just don't like them, or yeah, you not even I mean, yeah, you, got, you got to appreciate the work, and, and you know, just put in the success. You got to appreciate the success they have having. You know, they they do it the right way. They don't beat themselves. You know, and they they capitalize on your mistakes. So were you surprised the game was that lopsided? I mean, Pittsburgh kind of hung around in the first half. Yeah, well, I was, you know, I was really hoping that uh, Bell would have been able to come back into the game. I know that was a huge loss for uh, Pittsburgh and, like, the Steeler fans because uh, he's been running the ball well all year. He's He ran all over my Dolphins and he ran all over Kansas City, which is a pretty, a, a really good defense. And I wanted to see how it was going to factor out in Foxborough against uh, New England. All right, so New England took control. Now, what? how do you assess? Because I have always argued that for pure quarterback ability that I would take Peyton Manning over Tom Brady. Mm. Where do you come down on that? Now, I know Brady won more in the clutch, won yeah. more head-to-head, but I also say he's had better teams and better coaches than Manning ever had. Yeah, he has, yes. And with that, uh, you, you can't you can't go wrong with, with neither quarterback. You, you can't. But one of the things that um, Peyton has always had as a at his disposable, he's always had the same offensive coordinator. There was never no new teaching. He never had to always juggle out receivers. His his team, his running backs, his receivers, they've always been with him for a number of years, so it wasn't a lot of new teaching. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, with a minute, two minutes left in the game, I'll take either one of those guys. Either, I, they'll march you right down the field. What, what do you, when you watch Tom Brady, 
and especially as a guy who played receiver, what stands out to you about him? Just is it his poise, athleticism, arm strength? What do you think separates him? Uh, what I like about him, he he doesn't panic. He he doesn't panic. I mean, he may get a little rattled if you get to him early in the game, but as the game going on, he he has confidence in that offensive line, and he has confidence in his receivers. And one of the things I like watching him when I watch New England play is just how accurate the guy is. You know, as the game go on. It's it's just like it becomes like practice to him. It look like it's it becomes real easy, right? You know, I mean, if you're gonna sit there and you're gonna play the zone coverage, he's gonna pick you apart. All right, the other the neither game was close. Thirty six seventeen, the Patriots won. The Falcons won forty four twenty one, and that one was pretty much over at yeah. halftime. Boy, did that surprise you at all? Because I, I actually picked Green Bay to win the game. I, I was I was hoping Green Bay was going to do it. I was thinking, like, all year long, Atlanta was going to be the Falcons that they've always been the last couple of years. Looked pretty during the season, and then they, they bomb it in the playoffs. But the thing that just disappointed me with uh, Green Bay, even I know they was going to that game, they was banged up. They've been banged up all year long, but they they showed the will to win like uh, that the second half of the season and all throughout the playoffs, but I think what killed them the most was like those turnovers. Those turnovers and the defense wasn't stopping them enough on third downs. Like they had no answer for Atlanta on third down, whether it was third and short or third and long. Atlanta just kept them off balance. What is it like, Mookie? And I mean, look, you played a lot of games in your football career at at a bunch of different levels, but you were a pro in the CFL. And yeah, you played on a lot of good teams, but but every team has rough days. What's it like playing in a game, especially an important game, where it's out of hand? And I, and I know pro athletes don't give up, and they always mm-hmm. believe, and they're tough. But you're also intelligent, and you know, twenty-seven nothing halfway through the third quarter, or uh-huh. whatever it was. What's it like playing in those games when you're on the wrong side of it? I mean, it's tough. It's tough because it's like no matter what you do offensively, defensively, or on special teams, it's like whenever you get, you try to get a little momentum going like Green Bay was trying to do, and then you turn the ball over, it just it just takes all the wind up out of you. You know, it's like you said, as a professional athlete, we're trained not to quit, and you're going to continue to fight, fight, and then it becomes one of those things where, you know, as a as an athlete, you got to start, you know, you got to start protecting yourself because that other team, they sense in you because you're, it's pretty much like being in a, a pool full of sharks. It's like, hey, it's right now you got to start protecting yourself because they're flying around. The momentum is going. And for like a team like Green Bay, you're on the road. So offensively, you can't hear, you know, because the stadium is loud. So it's one of those things it's like, hey, man, let's just try our best to get a couple of points going here and let's get up out of here because we, we gave it our best shot. But then our best just wasn't good enough today. Mookie Mitchell joining us in studio here inside Sports on six thirty Chet. So there does there does come down there does come a point in games where you're like, okay, I'm just hoping not to get hurt here. Yeah, and you know, a lot of guys is is in the back of your mind, you know, because as you watched that game yesterday, Green Bay is fine. You saw the frustration with Aaron Rodgers when he ran the ball late by the goal line. It's just you're frustrated because you're doing all you can, and it's just everything that you're trying is not working. You know, your guys ain't getting open, and your offensive line it may be a breakdown and in, in within the protection and neither quarterback is running for his life it, it gets real frustrating and that's when you get a lot of like the little selfish penalties and you know and like just watching Aaron Rodgers that's not the type of athlete he is when he did the face mask call yeah. with the with the face mask late in the game but it's just that's that frustration that goes on where you just try your best to keep your composure 
So when you're on the other side and you're a team that's blowing somebody out, uh, are you just thinking we are just going to keep stomping you? And humil- or, is, or is there a time when the winning team lets off the gas a bit? No, no. Well, sometimes it just depends on how what's that rival. I mean, if it was one of those bitter, one of, one of those games where a team got you early in the year. And then, you know, it was close in the end, but the team found a way to pull it out. But then all of a sudden you catch them late in the year and you got them in that situation where Atlanta had uh, Green Bay. You want to run a score up. You want to give them something to remember during the offseason. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, all right. So it, it, we're a couple weeks away, obviously. A- Atlanta, New England in the Super Bowl. You know what is interesting for me, Moogie? If I had never watched NFL football in my life and then had just followed it this season, and then had to make a Super Bowl prediction, I'd probably say, you know what, based on what I've seen in this season, and especially in the playoffs, I'm going to pick Atlanta. But I haven't just started watching the NFL this season. I've been watching it my whole life. And New England, I mean, it's been 15, 16 seasons of New England. And I just think to myself, as good as Atlanta has looked, and I've always liked Matt Ryan, and Julio Jones is, is an elite receiver, but I just think New England has two weeks to figure something out to use all their depth guys, make heroes out of the Hogans of the world who we didn't know much about. Uh, you know, so I'm thinking, so if I had to pick right now, and I won't give my official pick till next week, but if I'm picking right Atlanta. now, I'm picking New England. You like me? You like him? And it is, it's hard to go against them. It's hard to go against Brady. It's hard to go against Belichick. And like you said, the thing that would hurt me the most, and you know it's going to happen, Belichick, he's going to take, he will, he's going to game plan to take Julio out the game. He's not going to let Julio beat him, just how he did yesterday. He's going to take Antonio Brown out the game. And, and especially with Bell injured early. Oh, I know Belichick and the rest of the defense, they were just licking their chops because they was geared up to stop Le'Veon Bell throughout the whole game. And so, to me, uh, Atlanta's recipe for success, and it always happened. I love to watch New England lose. You have to be a defense. You got to be a defense like Denver last year, or you got to have— Baltimore beat them that one year. You, got, you, have, you have to—you got to pretty much—you got to hit them in their mouth. You got to come up. You got to press the receivers. You got to make Tom Brady— Hold that ball and trust that your 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 defensive line is going to put enough pressure on him. You can't sit back. You can't sit back and just play this zone defense. It's not going to work. And like you said earlier, I'm hoping you're hoping not to see Atlanta break down. They've been clicking all year on offense. It would it would just be a shame to not see the performance that you've been seeing the last couple of weeks. Because I was shocked on how they performed against like Green Bay and Seattle. You know, they played against two, you know, pretty good defenses, and and they just exposed them. Mm -hmm. So you would hate to see Atlanta go into this Super Bowl and they all of a sudden, they're just flat. All right, so 2005 uh, Eskimo, you you were here, what, 04, 05? And six. And six. So the 05, well, let's use the 05 team as the example because that was the team that won the Cup. They had you, uh, Tucker, Hervey. Mm-hmm. Right, Vaughn was already gone that yeah. year. Who was the running back? Who was your main running back that year? It wasn't Pringle. It was Troy. We got Troy Davis. Remember we got Troy, Troy, Davis. Got Troy Davis. Right. Hamilton. Okay. So w- when you went out against teams and you start playing the first few plays, and it's you, Tucker, and Hervey, who were they trying to take away? Well, they was always game planned for for Tucker because Tucker okay. and um, 
Ricky was the the one too. They was all on the you know the 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 fire truck and they all over the posters around here. You know they just felt me and Ed couldn't make plays, but me and Ed was the the sneaky bunch that we you know we steal a couple of balls here and there. So, but it was it was one of those things like just going into those games and we would we would hear it from like defensive backs or defensive guys like before the game or while we're warming up. They didn't they didn't know which guy to defend because you never knew which one of us was going to be that hot hand. And like I said on the last show when I was here, the thing that is just so beautiful about that team and that 05 team is that we, we didn't have a selfish group. We didn't. If Ed was the guy that week and me and Tucker didn't have none but one or two catches at halftime, hey, we cheered Ed on. Hey, Ricky, keep throwing to him. If we're going to win with Ed, throw it to Ed, you know. And I and I think that's what made those guys as quarterbacks, made their life a whole lot easier. You have a, a team full of all-stars at receivers and nobody's selfish. Nobody's running, running back to the huddle saying, Like, don't hey, need the open. ball. Yeah, okay. yeah. Did it surprise you that Ed went into scouting and management, or did you see that in him when you guys were playing? No, I, I, you could you could see it in Ed because, like I said in the last show, and I've said it in every time I've done an interview since I've retired. Ed has always been that that vocal leader. He's always been the one that was like the spokesman for the receiver group. If it was something that we felt as a group wasn't working. We expressed that to Ed, and Ed passed that on to rather the quarterback, so he passed it on to Machocha, you know. And, I mean, he did it in the right way where he didn't ruffle any feathers. So mm-hmm. it was we always looked at him as, you know, that, that vocal leader. Mookie Mitchell is in studio. It's Inside Sports on Sixers. Well, let's talk a little bit about Henry Burris. Let's talk about what it was like to go into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame because the last time we talked to you was a couple weeks before you were going in. So that was pretty cool. If you have any uh, questions or comments for Mookie, you can text 63630. We'll even, if you want to phone Mookie, you can. 780-496-0063. It's 718. This is Matt Hendricks from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. All right, thanks for tuning in tonight. My name is Reed Wilkins, joined in studio by Canadian Football Hall of Famer, Mookie Mitchell, we have a lot to talk about with Mookie. Got a couple texts here to 630-630. Yakashev says, Hey, Reed, just when you thought there was nothing to get excited about, Nick Jonas, Fifth Harmony, and Carly Rae Jepsen are the musical performers for the NHL All-Star Game. (laughs) At least they will be consistent with the play. No hits. Oh, there we go. (laughs) Fifth Harmony. Didn't one of them quit? Didn't one of them leave the band? think so. Yeah, the little cutie. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I de- identify the Mookie. That's horrible of me to say. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, Sean says, uh, hey, Mookie, the Pats are hated like the Eskimos of old. As a lifetime Eskies fan, all I have to say is, sorry, too bad, buddy. Suck it up. By the way, I also can't stand the stinky Patriots. A pack of pretty boy yahoos with Brady pretty boy dingbat leading the way. He does, however, have a smoking hot wife. Sean goes on to call Tom Brady a name I can't say on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing in sports. The Eskimo teams, when I was a kid, like I was real little, when they were winning five in a row, they were hated. They were hated for a long time, actually, because they were always in the playoffs. And then they were, then when they were bad after you guys won the old five Grey Cup, no, nobody hated them. And here's the thing: nobody hated the Saskatchewan Rough Riders when they were like last every year and they needed telephones to keep the team going. 
and then then they got hated. I mean, that's if you're a pro athlete, Mookie, to some extent. Don't you want people in other cities to hate you? Yeah, you love it. Yeah, you love it. You love it when you arrive and you get booed when you get off the plane and you're getting off the bus and you're walking through the mall. Hey, I hope you lose, you know. And you just you're hearing all that when you're on the sidelines, when the team knowing, and it, well, when the fans are knowing in the back of your mind, like, hey man, I know this team is better than my team, and they just hoping the game is close and right. they have a shot. But as as players, you know, I've just always enjoyed just hearing like fans just shout at you and just you know, I mean, it's it's all fun. It's it's, it's all fun. All they're doing is just cheering for their team. It's not always fun. Yeah, I, well, I'm you know, to some me, fans it is. you're quite threatening, Mookie. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the ones that want to throw their beers and you know call guys swear words. <laughs> yeah, you ever have a beer thrown at you? No. I've I've seen it. I've actually I've actually seen fans throw another fan out of the stands when I was in Toronto years ago. Just like what down onto yeah, the yeah, just field? like right onto like our sideline. I shouldn't be laughing. That's dangerous. Yeah, that that, that hurt him. That but, was in Toronto. Yeah, because no, everybody was, thinks it, the Toronto fans don't do anything. No, it was a, it was a Labor Day game in Hamilton. Oh, okay. And we was winning. We was winning and. Next day, you know, you just you see the the team. Some of the guys on the team saw the guy coming, and so instead of trying to catch the guy, guys moved out the way. Oh, guy led flush on his back. Both trainers looked at him, and he climbed back up in the stands. You still played. Uh, you would have played both on AstroTurf, and then the transition to the more field turf or whatever it's called. Was yes. there a difference? Oh, it's a huge difference. The old turf is. Uh, it's, it was faster. It was faster, but it was it was bad on your body, mm-hmm. and it was bad on your skin. Because if you didn't have like the protection over your skin, guys used to get real bad turf burns. I mean, you can still get it on this field turf, but it's 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 a whole lot safer than the old uh, field. I mean, the old turf back in the day. The, the astro astro the turf, turf, whatever it was called. Uh, and I guess there wasn't a lot of grass. Well, you still would have played on some grass in the CFL. When did Commonwealth switch? Yeah, that's why all the guys, when you was the visiting team, you loved coming here because it was the only team that had that grass. Had it. We, had, we were the only team that, that stayed with it for a while. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got a uh, caller, Gail, who has a question for Mookie. Gail, go ahead. Hey, Mookie, it's Gail. I'm wondering how you're coping with Canada's winters. Oh, it's, okay. it's, it's tough, sweetie. It is real tough. I'll tell you one thing. When I when I get out of my car and wherever I'm going, I get in there real fast. And I get right back into my vehicle. But I mean it's I mean it's not it's 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 not that bad because I'm not working outdoors. So I, I can cope with it. I can deal with it. Yeah, he's used to it now. He's played in some cold games. Thanks, Gail. Ty texted in. He says, hey, Mookie, does it bother football players that playoffs are a single game and not best out of three? You can play like all-stars all year and have one bad game in the postseason and you're done. That must be aggravating. I've had that argument with guys for years when guys are, (laughs) you know, and I normally have this discussion with guys who've played basketball. Right. You know, you get the best out of seven. Just like the guy saying now, you have one game. And if you don't play your best, it's not you don't come back in like two days like the NBA or like in the NHL. Your season is done. It's over. I just th- I just don't think it's practical in football, right? Because that could extend the physical. season. Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, it's unless there physical. were only two teams left, maybe maybe the final series. Like, but if it's the Great Cup, it's in a neutral site, right? So yeah. you, you couldn't stay there for for three weeks. But uh, that is a good question. I mean, look, look the. The Patriots went. I know you hate them. I'm not fond of them either. <laughs> but they I mean ten years ago, wherever it was, they went sixteen and zero. Yeah. So in my mind, it was like you could argue why are there even playoffs? They beat everybody they were supposed to beat, yeah. and then they lost one game, but, and they don't get to be the to be the champions. Yeah, only I the Dolphins. I, only my Dolphins. Ty, yeah. 
Uh, Ty, I don't know how old you are or how much you look back into the CFL past, but if you just go look at past CFL seasons, they actually used to have best of three division finals. I think even into the... I don't think they had any in the 70s. I think even in the 60s, though, they had best of three series before the Grey Cup. Either wow. I can't remember if it was division semifinal. Mm. And, they, and they sometimes they even had two game total points, which mm. is kind of weird. Like, you'd be down by 20 so you'd have to win game two by 21 yeah all right we'll talk burris we'll talk uh hall of fame with mookie mitchell you can keep texting your questions to 636 30 as well 780-496-0063 i'll update the scoreboard as well when we get back hey this is jordan everly from your edmonton oilers you're listening to inside sports with reed wilkins on oilers radio 630 chad Appreciate you tuning in tonight, having some fun with Mookie Mitchell. My name is Reed Wilkins. 6-1, the Capitals leading the Hurricanes in the third. Maple Leafs up 3-0 on the Flames, also a big hit. Komarov on Goudreau. Goudreau went to the dressing room. Rangers lead the Kings 3-1 late in the third. In the second period, Ducks 2, Jets 1. Late in the first, no score between the Sharks and the Avalanche. Same deal with the Panthers and the Coyotes. Henry Burris expected to announce his retirement tomorrow. Kevin Glenn has been signed by the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Oh, and the name of the new Star Wars movie coming out in December? The Last Jedi. I was eagerly awaiting that. Mookie Mitchell laughing at me. Do you guys, like, so what do you have, like, in a dressing room? Do you have, like, the sci-fi nerds? Do you talk movies a lot? Do you all, do you all like action? Every, everybody thinks all athletes watches action movies. No, no, you have that You have that group. Because the locker room is divided. You got the guys that that are in the Star Wars like yourself and, you know, the little nerds. You know, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> then, you know, you like the guys that, you know, may like the boxing and, you know, like the the MMA. So, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's a good group. It's just, it's just guys having fun. Is it hard to be, because uh, not everybody's outgoing, and fo- yeah. football rosters are big. I mean, you might have 60 guys in the dressing room. Is it hard to be a quiet guy? Like, can you be a quiet guy in football and still be accepted? Like, will teammates accept? You know what? That guy just doesn't like to talk. He just likes to go out there and play. He doesn't mingle. Is it yeah, hard that, to be well, that guy? That's the same way Ricky was. Ricky was, you know, he was the, the quiet guy. But the guy, the, the guy that's always quiet, you're going to get teased a lot. You're gonna get you're gonna get a lot of pranks, you know. That's gonna get put on you. So I mean, you know, that's the thing about just football. That as guys, once you retire, that's that brotherhood that you miss. You know, you just miss always teasing like this certain rookie or just even a vet, that one that you just always can just like ruffle his skin. You know, so get up on their skin. So that's you know that's the thing that I miss the most about just being removed from football right now. He actually teased Ricky, even though he was the star of the team. Oh, you have to, you have to, you got to keep him humble. You got to keep him humble. <laughs> so, yeah. so he would just take it, eh? Yeah, you know, like if Ricky come in and he he sits his lunch down. Yeah, take his lunch, go hide his lunch, or just like bite a sandwich. <laughs> oh, you know, so when he when he come back from the trade, we're like, who bit us? You know, ain't nobody gonna say nothing. Everybody's just looking around, just you know, just conversating, waiting to just look at his reaction. And, you know, now in this day and age with cameras all on phones, it's gone viral. So, Wow, that's like, I wouldn't like that if someone took a bite out of my sandwich. Oh, man, that's great. That's that's like the greatest. Because, you know, when that guy, you just, that expression on his face when he walked back and he see it, 
You know, just that big bite mark just going away from his sandwich. So who was the who was the biggest prankster in the CFL or on or our team you played on? Oh, it was it was so many. Like in in Toronto, it would be it would be O'Shea, Leroy Blue. Like me and Ed did a lot of pranks here with like a lot of the rookies here. I remember one year, one of our best was we had a group of rookies in, in like 05 that lived right off of Jasper. So these rookies, they would just ride their bikes to um, to practice. So one day after practice, me and Ed decided to like on, on this rookie bike, let's take the paddle off, let's take the seat off, take one tire off. And then we we uh, used the bolts and we connected all their bikes together like a big three, four wheeler. So, but we made it to where they couldn't like ride home because they didn't have, one didn't have handlebars, the other one didn't have a paddle, one didn't have a seat. So they just left the bike in the locker room for days. Nobody told. And that's the thing about it that you love because the trainers, coaches, everybody's in on it. Except for the rookie. Except for that rookie that got to walk home right now after practice in minus five degree weather. Jeez. Well, that's, that's pretty crazy. Uh, uh, hey, Mookie, as a Patriots and Steelers fan who went to high school with Blake Dermott, you know Blake, I think the Dolphins should change their name to Rough Riders. That's the text to 636. <laughs> Does the NFL need a team named Rough Riders, Mookie? We used to have two in the CFL. <laughs> no, we can't do that. We, I know my boys. Hey, my, my boys, we made it to the playoffs. So, I mean, it was it was tough when we lost old Tanny. We lost Tanny at the tail end, but. We'll, we'll bounce back. We'll bounce back. What? Uh, so when you when you came up here, there was uh, there was no Ottawa Rough Riders. I don't think. Yeah, they came back. They came back. In, they came back as the oh, Renegades. The Renegades. They came back as the Renegades. Okay, so when you came up to Canada, uh, what name struck you as the oddest name? Was it like Rough Riders, Argonauts, Eskimos, Stampeders? Like were you ever like, what's an Argonaut? <laughs> yeah. So no, I would say it was uh like the Rough Riders, it was that one kinda kinda stood out there. Yeah, the you're Riders. like, what is what's that a reference to? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Alouettes? You're like it's a French yeah. bird. That's beautiful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> tiger cats. I sometimes I I wonder about that. We know a tiger is a cat. Why do you have to have both? Just pick one. Either you're the Hamilton cats or you're the Hamilton Tigers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it would like being the Montreal Alouette birds. <laughs> it could be the BC Lion Cats as well. I don't no, know. That would be tough. I'm going off on a uh, tangent yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mookie Henry Burris is likely to retire tomorrow. You know, you never had him as a teammate. No. And you wouldn't have played against him directly because you're both offensive players. But just, you know, your impressions of Henry and uh, interest, interesting guy because, you know, he has the whole. Uh, bad Hank, good Hank yeah. thing. That probably wasn't always fair, but you know. And he, like, here's the thing: Henry sometimes played bad in a big game, but he also was in the big game. He was <laughs> all, always, yeah, he was he, always he in, in the big of, game. He's in a lot of division finals and great games. Just what, what are your thoughts on on Henry's career? I, yeah, Henry had a tremendous career. He had a, he had a great career, and I've I've played against him all the years when he was he was down in Calgary. And we had a lot of great games when I was here with the Eskimos against Henry and and Henry he's he's always he's a fighter he's a fighter and he's a he's a competitor and you know he he's gonna he's gonna always put his teams in those positions to win and you know whenever 
uh, things didn't work out his way. He always took the high road. You know, it was it was great to watch the Grey Cup, and it was great to to see him get that win because I have a a lot of friends on on that coaching staff. You know, and just to see those guys because they they arguably beat the best team in the league last year, and they and they they had to play every down in order to do it. So I mean, it was hats off to to Otto and hats off to uh, Henry for that great career he's had over the years. Did you th- how would you, did did he just have more physical ability than a lot of guys? I mean, did he have a was it stronger arm? Could he? Make more of a variety of throws. What do you, what about along those lines? I mean, he he had a strong arm and he had that ability to run whenever the the pocket broke down on him. But the one thing that um, he was surrounded with in uh, Calgary, he had he had great coaching and he had a lot. He had a great supporting cast. You know, Calgary over the years always kept a a, a a pretty good defense or a great defense. So I mean, Calgary was a team that all he had to do pretty much as a quarterback was just take care of the ball, take care of the ball, and get the ball in your playmakers' hands. Four nothing, by the way, Toronto now leading Calgary. Uh, Gord says, "What does Mookie think of Antonio Brown posting that locker room video?" Oh, that hurt me. That hurt me. Like that. Shouldn't do that. Yeah, eh? don't do that. Don't don't do that because, and uh, you hear it all. Uh, you've been hearing it all week long. Like it's a huge distraction, and I don't understand why. You know, I understand this. This is where football is. This is where sports is. Everybody's with the Twitter, with the Facebook, and all and all that stuff. But I don't agree with it. I I. When the game is over, you want to listen to the coach and see what's what's our game plan for the next week. You know, just listen to him. He realizes that it was selfish, and he realized I don't think he ever make that mistake again. And I think it was huge because it, it got away from everything that Pittsburgh has been doing. And just growing up watching the NFL over the years, that's just not the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, I've never yeah. seen you know guys that play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Have always been a team known as like hard nosed football. You know, smash mouth football. So, you know, you look at this stuff, you look at like um, Brown and you look at Odell Beckham and a lot of uh, like GMs and I think coaches, they excuse it because of the the, the talent Mm -hmm. of the athlete, but sometimes not realizing the damage that is being done when some of these guys do, to me, like some of these selfish acts just to get the attention to themselves. Let your, your play speak for you. You know, he's a he's a hell of a receiver, one of the best in the game. And I know it was a big shock to that locker room when he did it. Uh, so were you, did you think the Giants, the shirtless photo on the boat? Oh, that's, that was, that's you another. Think, that's, that was you dumb. know, because that's the week of the that's the week of the playoff game. You know, like I and I and I uh, totally agree with what Eli was saying. This is the the week of the playoffs and you guys are in Miami on a boat with your shirts off and then you go and you pray to God that that didn't happen what happened in Green Bay where the receiver core had a bad day right they had a bad day up in in uh, Lambo and so now like the media and all the people that's writing on it they're gonna point that back to the incident in Miami so whether it had an effect or not whether it had an effect because guys go guys go out and have fun all yeah the they're, time. Gonna, they're gonna party but you know don't give them something to talk about if you have a bad day have a bad day uh, hi, Reed. It's Will. I have a question for Mookie. I saw a picture of his bust that went into the Canadian Hall of Fame. What are Mookie's thoughts on it? Oh, it was it was great. I mean, you, you think know, it looks like you. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. So you know, I I wished I could have met the guy who who uh, made the bust. So that's the thing that is just so special about that because even the the Hall of Fame committee, those guys were saying all you do is 
they haven't even seen him. They just know the amount of hours that he put in into making the buzz. And so we, the inductees, we never got a chance to see it until we was on the in, on the field when they remove the uh, the cloth over right. from over the head. So, I mean, it's it's just. It's just the moment that you have, like, seeing yourself, just seeing your big head yeah, on actually this bus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, seeing your little big head on this bus. So what was that? Because the last time we talked was a couple weeks before you were going to be inducted. Or maybe it was the weekend before. <laughs> so once you were there and it, it's it's happening, where was it in Hamilton this year? It was year? in Hamilton. Uh, because of the halls in Hamilton. But they moved the game around, but the actual halls mm-hmm. in Hamilton. I mean, just what was that whole experience like? You know, to actually have it happen, and there's other great because didn't Brown go in with you, Doug Brown, yes. went with these this year? Mm-hmm. Like, what was it Rodney like? Hardy. Like, yeah. I mean, it was. I guess one of the things that you know that makes it special is when you get the when you get the opportunity to meet guys that's already in, and the guys welcome you in. These guys, the guys that have already been inducted, it's. It's this boys' club. That, that's pretty much how I can just sum it up. It's like it's this boys' club, and it's it's a very it's a special club, you know. And it's it's one of it's it's that feeling where you're accepted and guys appreciate the work that you've put in to to make it to this level. And I think that's one of the things that I really appreciated the most. Some of the guys' names that I didn't even know because they played like years when I was probably still in Pampers. These guys, they welcome you in and they treated you as if you was one of their own teammates. Got a text here from Corey who says, uh, does Mookie still live here in Edmonton? What does he now do for a living? That's from Corey the Butcher, who's yeah, a regular I'd, tech I'd, on the show. I'm living here, and I'm, I'm working at a group home here on the south side with, with uh, high-risk kids here at a group home. And um, I can tell you it's a it's a tremendous honor for me to, you know, to wake up every morning and, and walking into my job and, and feel that I'm making a difference. I, you know, you have the good days and you have the bad days, but at the end of the day, you know, I love those kids. Those kids love me. They've come to the game they've supported me and they they wish me they wish me well staff wish me well and like family here wishes me well so i'm here i'm living in edmonton right now full time well i know people always appreciate it when uh, when athletes stay in edmonton and uh and you know a lot, i mean half the eskimos each year are are not from canada so it's always cool when some of the uh, american guys appreciate it and don't complain about the weather and, and just see it as a good place to live. Yeah, and Canada's safe. It is safe. You can you can walk out your door and not hear gunshots, so it is safe. Well, <laughs> it is safe. That's a, that, that's a, that's a fair point. Uh, can you stick around till the top of the hour we can to just riff about some other stuff? Yes. Mookie Mitchell in studio. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. Ryan Nugent Hopkins and the Oilers will have a full practice tomorrow. Very few guys skated today. Off-ice workout for a lot of players, so they'll practice tomorrow and then fly to California. Anaheim on Wednesday, Sharks on Thursday, and then uh, we got the All-Star game coming up on the weekend. Uh, this texture says, I've been a Steelers fan a lot longer than a Patriots fan, but for some reason I have no faith in Mike Tomlin and tremendous faith in the hoodie. That being Bill Belichick, of course. The poor guy is going to be remembered as the hoodie. Greatest, <laughs> arguably the greatest coach, coach ever. It's going to be remembered as the, the hoodie. hoodie. When they put him in the NFL Hall of Fame, maybe it'll just be like a silhouette of a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sean says, Reed, I forget, is Mookie's real name Daryl? Mookie is better. Sorry to Mookie's mom and dad. <laughs> Nobody calls you Daryl, eh? No. Do you introduce yourself as Mookie to the new people? Yep. I just I like to use Mookie because I think it's just it's more to me it's just more just more relaxed and more casual you know a lot of times if um, someone say Daryl everybody around the room just look like who are you talking about <laughs> you know, they don't know unless you say and you Mookie. said it was pinball just randomly started calling you that for no reason no it was a college roommate oh, it was college a college roommate, roommate. College sorry roommate. just just no reason just out of nowhere just sitting in the living room watching basketball watching some hoops. It's like, hey, but you like a guy named Mookie. I'm going to start calling you Mookie. <laughs> Who's actually named Mookie? I don't know, man. I don't There's know. There's Mookie Wilson played Mookie baseball. Wilson, then you had Mookie uh, Blaylock. Oh, right. The yeah. basketball player. Yeah. And did, those, did, he, did, he, did he get killed? I don't know. Wasn't he in an accident? Can you can you double check that, uh, Warren? I thought he might have been in an accident. Um, you know, I, I do the Oilers postgame show with Rob Brown. And he played in the NHL. Played for the Mostly known for playing for the Penguins. And he, we were talking about nicknames on the show a couple of weeks ago, and he said that a lot of times he would not know the guy's real name. He would just be like... Know the nickname. Know the nickname, you know, like Mookie or or the variations of the last name. Like, if you didn't have Mookie, you probably just would have been, you know, Willie or Willer yeah. or something like that. Did, did you ever have that where you didn't really know a guy's real name? Yeah. And you were just because you always knew a guy from, like, the nickname, and everybody always called him. And it was just like that growing up. Like, you know, you you, you live in one neighborhood, and you go to another neighborhood with one of your friends, and like, hey, man, his name is, you know, Joe Blow. So you always called him that. And so a lot of times, you know, somebody may ask you, like, hey, well, what is this guy's name? And you don't know. You've been hanging around this guy for, like, a year, two years, and you don't know his government name. You just only told the nickname. <laughs> Uh, how old were you when you started playing football? Uh, like uh, contact football yeah. or just football in general? Well, cont- I didn't play contact football until I got to high school, 15. But what were you playing before that? I wouldn't play in no sports. I would just would just play just pickup ball just at the uh, just at the park or just at the at the high school. Uh, Mookie Blaylock, uh, yeah, I remember this. May 31st, 2013, involved in a head-on collision in Georgia. Uh, he was placed on life support. Uh, he improved. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, he is serving a, uh, a prison sentence as a result. So I did remember wow. something. Not to bring the show down with, <laughs> with, with Mookie Mitchell, but anyway, talking about other, other Mookies in, in the world of sports. All right, so you're working uh, with high-risk kids, mm-hmm. and, you, and you obviously find that very, very rewarding. Um, what, do, do, like, do they, does it, do they relate to you differently? Do you think it's easier or does it change the way you have to earn their respect when they know that you played pro sports? You yeah, because because I have a lot. I have out of the eight kids that I work with, uh, we have like at least five that are athletes. So when these kids, well, at times go to the games with me, and they they walk the concourse at, at the stadium, and they still seeing like certain fans knowing who I am. I mean, it's it's one of the things where I think they appreciate it more than I do because I've I've uh, had that my whole career. And so it's something that 
I um, always throw back at them to to strive to be. You know, you want you always want to be remembered. You don't want to you don't want that bad press. You want the good press. Mm-hmm. And so they've always seen where is everything with me and everything I try to do. I try to just keep it positive, and I try to keep things positive in their lives because a lot of the kids that I work with come from some tough backgrounds. So, I mean, I've like I said, I try to do everything that I can, you know, just to you know put it in their mindset that, you know, you can't make it. Like, this is not the end of the world. Do, do, do they have, uh, are these, I know you can't reveal individual, but are they teens? Is that the relative age range here, or are they younger? Yeah, they're young. I, I've deal with from elementary to high school. Oh, so all, so all ages. All ages. So are they, uh, <laughs> do they... Do they get you? Uh, do, do they want to know like technical stuff about football if they're watching with you? Like, yeah, they want. What did he run there, or how could he drop that? You get questions like that. Yeah, yeah, I get the questions like that, and then I also uh, tease them a lot because they help educate me a lot with the uh, like the hockey. Because a lot of the kids that I work with, they're playing hockey, some are playing basketball. So we we do a lot of sports talk at my job. So whenever we we speak on sports it's it becomes uh it's a it's a it's a group long discussion do you ever have to say okay we gotta talk school now or because yeah. they must be fascinated once you get telling stories and talking about stuff yeah they they like to hear it because you know the 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 lifestyle is different when they hear like some of the stories that i had to endure to make it to this level or to have the, some of the success that I had. Like, a lot of the times, they want to go. They ask me all the time, hey, the next time you go home to Miami, can I come with you? And I would love to let them see it, you know. I mean, you know, but they won't be allowed. But hopefully when the when they get up in age, you know, i tell them, like, hey, we can, we'll make that trip one day. Right. Well, and I think, too, you're a lesson, too, because you're, uh, you know, it's, Miami's pretty far from Edmonton, right? And you're saying, hey, I had to move to pursue my career, and I found a home, and I found a life. Like, you know, things... I guess what I'm trying to say, like your 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 lesson that things change in your life. Yeah, you, you never know what's coming. You never know where a good opportunity could come from. Yeah, and a lot. And I mean, I always ask American guys on the Eskimos, "What did you know about Edmonton? You know what?" And a lot of times you don't they know. Say like nothing, my, yeah, but then my, they're here, and then they yeah. say, "Oh, well, wow, this is great." Okay, did we have a call there, Warren, or did they drop off? They dropped off. Okay, uh, let's do the scoreboard one more time, Mookie. Four nothing. Toronto leading Calgary with seven minutes left in the NHL. The Capitals beat the Hurricanes 6-1, Mookie. That's one of those games for Carolina. They were just waiting for it to end. Uh, the Rangers beat the Kings 3-2. You're a little surprised that the Kings aren't doing that great, eh? Yeah, I was surprised. Probably. They lost their goalie early. you got to have a goalie. Yeah, like how's my Florida Panthers doing? How about you like the Florida Panthers? They got to support the home team. They're up one nothing on the, co- but they're not even in Miami. They're like in Sunrise. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's an hour away. I was there, buddy. Like I didn't know where Sunrise was, was, but I knew it wasn't in Miami. <laughs> it was a ways from Miami, but I had to take a car into Miami. It took a while. Uh, Panthers are up one nothing on the Coyotes after one. He's laughing at me. Uh, Sharks lead the Avalanche one nothing after the first. The Ducks lead. Uh, the Jets 2-1. That is in the second period. Uh, so you're not on Twitter or anything? No. All right. Well, people can just follow you here on Inside Sports. <laughs> you have no choice. We're going to bring you back. Sound good? Sounds good, buddy. That's Mookie Love Mitchell, to. Canadian Football Hall of Famer, Great Cup champion. You also heard from uh, Matt Hendricks tonight, some clips from Todd McClellan. Thanks to everybody who called and texted. 
Dave Campbell is the producer of the show. Warren Mulvey, the studio producer tonight. Tomorrow, former NHL goaltender John Garrett going to be on the show, and we'll catch up with race car driver Stefan Radzinski. He was part of that uh, Tournament of Champions race in Miami over the weekend. Coming up to the 8 o'clock news, traffic, and weather, my name is Reed Wilkins. Thank you so much for listening. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.